Chapter Six of The Love of Landry by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six. Papa said Mildred when she and her father were alone again that mr landry has very queer ideas is that so my dear he surely doesn't maintain that the moon is made of green cheese no no but he does maintain something almost as heretical the heroism of common labour oh he preaches that doctrine does he he being the common labourer eh well he doesn't say quite that either for as i remember now he said that he wasn't heroic but he claims that the men who make a farm or a ranch better are as good and as great as the men who are fighting in the philippines mr osborne laughed then said musingly i've seen men in my day whom i regard as greater generals than any our war has yet produced and their battlefields were only offices and counting-rooms too landry is right he has a great deal of sound sense for a man in his station his station that's just it papa what is his station mr osborne paused and looked at her well now that is one on me come to think of it i've never considered the matter he is not a man whose character or manner lends itself to much speculation about station. One feels so sure about his manhood that he forgets to ask about the status of it. But I do want very much to know, the daughter pursued. He has asked me to help him in a little entertainment for the men, and I have told him I would. Oh, well, that won't hurt you. It will be a good thing for the men, and out here you can afford to be pretty democratic, although Landry strikes me as being a man one couldn't well be ashamed of anywhere. It pleased Mildred so to hear her father say this of Landry, that she immediately resented both her feeling and his remark. I must say, Papa, that you do make some sudden and enthusiastic friendships. I'm seldom wrong though the old man returned and so the girl's mind was set at rest as to the fitness of her helping landry in his entertainment for the men or the boys as he more often called them somehow the young man seemed to find even more spare time than usual that week and much of it was spent in practising with her sometimes it was the violin and the banjo sometimes it was the banjo alone and as often it tinkled to the heavier strumming of the guitar and they laughed and enjoyed it and were glad they had thought of this plan of entertaining the boys and so the days went on and the night of the concert arrived a moonlight night with a cool wind blowing down from the mountain after a hot day the ranch house was a scene of repressed joy repressed for your ranchman prides himself on his stoicism and holds the concealment of his emotion a great virtue young todd though the youngest of the helpers 
had been insane with delight and was doing fancy steps before the door an hour and a half earlier than the hour set for the festivities the general dining-room a long wainscoted chamber had been fitted up with chairs and settees as the audience hall and all the lamps and lanterns obtainable had been brought into requisition to make it bright and cheerful little less pleased than todd mr hendrickson came in as soon as it was decently near the time of beginning and seated himself near the centre of the room smiling and dumb with joy his wife was flying around as todd expressed it like a chicken with its head wrung off very busy putting the finishing touches to things and saying an admonishing word to the boys who were dropping in one by one a lamp flared and smoked and a half-dozen willing pairs of hands were up to attend to it and as many faces bronzed and mellow in the light bent over it smiling to be of service when it was time to begin mr osborne came in with mildred and the banjo and they were greeted with a burst of uproarious applause the old man looked a little embarrassed and sank quickly into a seat where he sat smiling upon the scene as if it were all a play and he had been unexpectedly cast for a part mildred blushed like a peony and began tuning her banjo to relieve her confusion the entrance of landry a little later with his violin and guitar was the signal for another outburst the rancher only smiled as he took his seat beside mildred and she made the mental comment that surely this man was different from those around him in order to get things going landry struck a few chords on his guitar and he and mildred swung into one of the liveliest of Sousa's marches it is just possible that none of the musical societies that recommended the banjo and guitar has two instruments especially adapted for such work but these bronzed hard-handed fellows so far away from the pleasures and amusements of the town isolated from their fellows the companions of cattle they were not critics the music light though it was gave them the hint of the better brighter things outside their own barren lives and never was a performance so thoroughly enjoyed fingers were snapped and feet were stamped in time to the strain and some even joined to whistle softly the air encouraged by these signs of appreciation mildred's fingers fairly flew over the strings she had entered heart and soul into the spirit of the affair her face was flushed and her eyes were shining no wonder that landry could not see the men around him nor the room nor hear the applause which greeted the music all his senses were absorbed in one and that one was wholly devoted to drinking her in with his eager eyes finally though he awakened and in response to a vociferous encore they began another tune after this he called out to todd come on now todd and give us your rancher's song todd todd chorused the others todd ducked his head and sat still he was embarrassed by the presence of mildred who seemed to him like a being from another sphere come on todd repeated landry striking his guitar the boys'll join in the chorus won't you boys that's what they shouted and you bet thus adjured todd rose from his seat but at the sight of the faces looking at him collapsed into it again like a scared schoolboy on exhibition day there was a burst of laughter at this but it stopped suddenly for mildred was standing up speaking 
won't you come on and sing please she was saying i should feel very badly if i thought you felt strange before papa and me go on you can't refuse the lady the men urged and todd rose again a little less embarrassed and shuffled forward he bowed awkwardly to mildred as he came out and gave her a look it was such a look as one of the rude shepherds half startled half uplifted might have bent on the angels with the glad tidings it was as if the purity of the girl had suddenly metamorphosed the man's whole nature and the light of the change was made manifest in his eyes landry saw the look and the insane desire took possession of him to get up and hug todd but he only said go on and struck up the tune todd began to sing the ranchman's song one of the few clean ones in the plainsman's repertoire the ranchman's life is the life for me a wild sweet life indeed by day the sun on the mesa free by night the mad stampede chorus a long lope and a slow lope that is the gate we ride but who would change the life of the range for the city and all its pride this is the life for the man who feels the warm blood in his veins to sit him straight when his pony wheels and to skim the melting plains chorus i have no wife no kin have i i bide alone and free but cattle plains and hill and sky are wife enough for me chorus i have no house and i have no home so comrades when i die just plant me here where the cattle roam and you will still ride by chorus the men roared the chorus out lustily and the song ended with a great flourish then a banjo soloed by mildred ran the men wild again and while they were still shouting over the encore she played landry began singing to the accompaniment of his own guitar a hush fell upon the room and mildred looked at him in surprise his voice was a rich baritone the voice for a man and he sang with deep feeling even emotion it was only a simple ballad such as one may hear from the ballad singer any time at a music hall but the manner of the singing was instant in its effect the men began clearing their throats and looking down at their boots todd got up and stood with his back to the rest looking at the wall as if he saw a picture there nor did he turn around when landry had finished but swept his sleeve quickly and surreptitiously across his eyes and joined in the hearty applause the men straightened up and began smiling sheepishly at each other and not one of them would have admitted to another the presence of the great lump in his throat mildred found her own lashes wet as she joined landry and they broke into the inspiriting strains of the georgia camp meeting the change was instantaneous the men like great children were as quickly swayed from grief to joy or the reverse the music got into their blood like fire and the imp of dancing tickled their feet todd suddenly left his corner and springing into the middle of the floor began to dance wildly but not ungracefully there was the hasty pushing back of chairs and a half dozen men joined him embarrassment and restraint were forgotten in the momentary excitement even hendrickson was taken by the infection and seizing his plump little wife spun her dizzily about the room todd danced his way toward nina and then paused before her bowing the maid gave a startled glance toward mildred who nodded and a moment later she was flying away in the arms of the happy rancher who laughed at the envious faces of his comrades
when the tune had been played through there were loud cries of again again and it was repeated to the hilarious joy of the dancers nina came back breathless from the exertion oh miss mildred she gasped i don't know what you'll think of me i'll think you've been enjoying yourself like a sensible girl replied mildred mr todd is a nice dancer of course i abhor conventionality interrupted mildred her father heard her and smiled at her he was satisfied for she was happy they played once more and then landry announced that the concert was over the men took their hats and crowded to the door but there they stopped and looked hungrily back mildred will never know why she did it save that something in their eyes compelled it and made her forget herself and she swung her banjo into position and began playing softly home sweet home landry did not attempt to accompany her but stood gazing at her in admiration and delight the men were transfixed again todd turned to the wall and there were honest tears in the eyes of some of the fellows good night and thanks they said when she had finished and then they stepped out as if afraid to disturb something that she had put to sleep within them but once outside their restraint fell off like a mantle from their shoulders and they rent the night air with three cheers for the lady and three more for landry mildred looked at landry as she took her father's arm what great children they are she said you have made them very happy to-night landry returned and i thank you for helping me don't thank me she said i feel selfish i'm so happy i'm happier than i have ever been i'm so glad and the boys will not forget this you may rest assured we always try to have something like this for them before the fall round-up but there has been none like this the fall round-up what is that we get together all the cattle twice a year in the spring and fall when we drive them from the ranges down into the valley next week is time for the fall driving oh may i see it it is a rather rough experience but i will try my best to help you to a sight of it you will go mr osborne i shall be greatly interested oh thank you landry good-night good-night said landry and under his breath god bless you End of chapter six